0: The second episode of our podcast series. Uh, once again, joined by Jim. Jim Hayden.
1: Hello. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Nice and refreshed. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> cool, cool.
0: Um, so, firstly, thank you everyone for your feedback on the first podcast that that we delivered. We we appreciate it. It's always good to get feedback after episode one. When it's anything new, it's always good to get feedback. And thankfully, Jim, it's it's been positive. No negative stuff that's come through, so that's that's good. That's it, yeah. <laughs> um, but one question we did have, which is um, actually what I thought it'd be good to relate this episode to, is around the acuity model. So, if you've not listened to the first episode, please um, please do refer back to the podcast channel and, and have a listen. But within within the podcast, we we really focused on three hundred and sixty feedback. Um, and Blue Jam's new 360 product called Acuity 360. Um, now, the Acuity product is based upon your Acuity strategic sales model. Um, I thought it'd be interesting for listeners this month, because we didn't really go into that much detail on the model itself last episode, um, just to kind of give a bit of an overview of that model, um, the thinking behind it, etc. So yeah. I guess kind of my, my, my first question, Inevitable questions would be just, you know, what were the origins of that that model when you when you first worked on putting it together?
1: Yeah, so uh, really it came about from working with a, a range of different clients and their sales teams and sales functions, um, and we were working closely with them to uh, design their sales behaviours or design their uh, recruitment pro- process. Uh, and what we were finding is that actually there were, there were quite a few commonalities that we were observing between different clients from a range of different industries who were um, who were selling um, and so that led us to think well you, you know is there any is there any evidence is there any research that kind of backs up what we what, what what we're seeing on the on the ground uh, and that led us to do a huge uh, literature review. Um, so going back to look at um, psychological studies, economic uh, studies, uh, any evidence that we could find really that would support the the review of what really are the key behaviours required uh, in sales. And there was quite some quite interesting stuff that that, that came up. I mean, before we get into the behaviours themselves, some of that was really around how sales is changing, and the and the and the drive towards a strategic sales yeah. function um, and, and that really is about um, the, uh, the customer becoming more sophisticated, so uh, the rise of the internet, customers can research you much more easily than they could in the past, mm-hmm. they're much more informed about your product or service before they get in touch with you and therefore they expect a knowledgeable salesperson at the other end. Um, other factors were the, the sort of rise of the professional buyer, um, and the, the increasing number of functions involved in a purchase process. So salespeople are no longer selling to one individual. They're selling to a number of individuals within the client organization and the individuals they're selling to work in different functions as well. So you can't adopt the sales, same sales approach, um, to someone in, finance as you can to someone in marketing, for example. Makes sense. So the salesperson has to be more sophisticated than than in the past. Also, because the product or service, the solution, if you like, that we're selling uh, is becoming more complex as well. So uh, organisations are trying to create added value. um, And in doing that, they're creating... Packaged products or solution services, which are not just a one tangible uh, item, but a, a wraparound group of, of services, um, and that's a more complex product or service to sell. So again, the salesperson needs to be more knowledgeable, yep. knowledgeable, um, but also uh, that increases the length of the buying cycle. Yeah. So something that might have cost five hundred pounds in the past that that, hmm. that your mid-level sale uh, mid-level buyer might have been able to sign off straight away now costs ten thousand pounds, and it's got to go through three layers of approval before it, that the organisation will buy. Um, so all of these factors are creating a much more complex sales environment, um, and we refer to that as a strategic sales environment. Cool,
0: cool. Now the model is based on it. it Grouped into kind of three broad dimensions. Yeah. What 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 are the dimensions?
1: Yeah. So the the research that we did um, really led us down this route. We didn't go into it with the intention of finding the these three particular dimensions. As I said, we noticed some themes through our own work with with clients, but really we went went in there with a blank piece of paper to to look at what's the evidence uh, of. Telling us about what's required in this strategic uh, sales role, and the and the uh, the the research that we wanted to use had to be based on, it had to be credible, uh, it had to be based on salespeople, not more sort of general population uh, or kind of manager or leadership level. It had to be really about um, about sales, and, and what we found was that, by looking at uh, all of this various research which you can reference in our white paper actually it's available to download um, on our website uh, but the research is telling us there's there's really three key dimensions and and we have um titled them uh, personal drive which is all about the the kind of internal drivers of the individual uh, their motivation their self belief their goal focus um, we've got um, sales focus, which I suppose is, is the more traditional view of sales around um, what does the person know about their clients um, and their market and also their products? Um, how did they use that to educate the customer? Um, and how do they then make use of that knowledge to drive the sale forwards? Uh, and then the third uh, dimension interpersonal insight which is more about the one-to-one interaction between salespeople and their various different um, buying buyers or customers so that salesperson's ability to flex their style to maximize the value of each interaction with each each person on the buyer side. That makes sense and why did you group them in that way? Uh, Well we first of all um, developed the, the model um, at a at a more detailed level, which contains nine capabilities. And when we looked at these nine capabilities, they sort of clustered together quite nicely in three sets of three. Uh, and to make the model more accessible, um, we then gave each of those three clusters a, a, a title, which we think gives a broad overview yeah. of the, the flavor of the, each of the three capabilities that sit within those clusters. Yeah.
0: Now, within our space, I know um, from working in space for many years, there's lots and lots and lots and lots of models. Um, yes. Models come out all the time. Yeah. Um, except, so what, what makes it different and unique?
1: Yeah, so a few things. One is, uh, I totally agree with you, there's, there's loads of models out there. Um, what we found, interestingly, was in doing the research, there's not many that are, that are built for sales. There's lots of... Yeah, manager, really managerial models yeah. there's lots of leadership models but actually if you look for a sales model there's very little out there if if you do find something finding what on earth it's based on what what, what it has to to back it up or or to prove that the model is correct um is even is even uh thinner on the ground to be honest um so th- that brings us to the, the second differential i suppose for, for acuity which is this has all been built from the ground up based on research into what a good salesperson looks like. And, and again, to reference the white paper, you'll see we, we've really dug very deep to try and, and get as much um, evidence, research um, and data on salespeople to prove the model. Um, so where really confident that these are the, these really are the, the key capabilities that are required for success in strategic sales.
0: Now, on the last podcast, obviously, we referenced and talked a lot around the 360. Mm. Um, are there other, I call it products, um, that you've developed as part of the model?
1: Yeah, so our, our business is all about... Um, recruitment and training and development. So the the 360 covers off the training and development very nicely. Now, we're not sales trainers. We don't pretend to be sales trainers. We don't really want to be sales trainers. So that's as much as we want to do on the training and development side. We'll help organisations to identify perhaps what their training needs are, uh, but then we'll hand over to a a professional sales training organisation. On the recruitment side... Um, then uh, a 360 uh, it isn't appropriate. So we have a, a one-to-one uh, in-depth assessment process to um, to evaluate those acuity capabilities in people that you might be wanting to bring into the organisation.
0: And what kind of impact have have you seen from clients that you've worked with that have seen this model and think, "Wow, you know that's really made a difference."
1: Yeah, I mean the, the the feedback has been really really positive. Uh everyone who has looked at the the model and looked at the the research behind it um has has been very favorable. Um so it's got lots of good feedback from that point of view. Um we're using it uh, so it took us, it took us uh a couple of years to put together. Yeah. Um uh to do all the research t- to design the model, to design the 360 360- questionnaire to design the recruitment tool and actually interestingly on the on the candidate side as well the feedback is really positive because they get really detailed feedback about a what they're good at but more importantly to most people where they need to improve and by relating it back to the model they can see how improving in that area is really going to help them as a salesperson.
0: Cool, thanks, Jim. Well, as always, unfortunately, we have come to an end yet again. I think we need to probably make these longer, don't we? We keep coming to <laughs> coming to a close too quickly. Um, but no, thanks. I just thought it was really important for listeners to get kind of an overview of, of the acuity model because um, it's, I've worked in this space for a long time and I really do think you know it's, it's a really different model and something that is unique. Um, so thank you for that. I think everyone you know, appreciates it. Um, Jim mentioned earlier on a couple of occasions the white paper, do please go and download that. Um, It says some really interesting data and outputs in in that paper. So um, just log on to www.bluejam.co.uk and download that paper. Um, But until next time, um, we'll speak soon. Great, thank you.